This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry, and today we caught up for the final time with Ingrid Odegaard, who's the founder of Whereby.com, a video meeting platform. And today we talked about remote job interviewing, how to come across well on a video call, and also how as a hiring manager to screen properly for the right kind of candidates that you're looking for. And then at the end of the conversation, we also touched on a couple of really interesting use cases for video conference calls. I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about remote job interviews. That's something that was kind of touched on in the survey. And and actually, I think it's something that's really interesting that we haven't spoken about yet. It really changes the dynamic from both the job seekers point of view and the hiring managers point of view. So I, I would love if we could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, how how can we how can we best present ourselves in so if we if we talk from the employee or the job seekers point of view first, like how do you think we should be using the platform to present ourselves in the in the best way when we can't we haven't got that necessarily as high fidelity in person contact? Yeah, I think yeah, spend a bit of time before the interview preparing, put on a nice shirt, and uh, make sure that you're in a place with good lighting, uh, quiet. Maybe use headphones for the best possible audio. I had a call the other day with someone who had a professional webcam, and that was actually a big difference from someone who has not. Like most laptops now have okay cams, but if you're going to work permanently remote, it may be a, an idea to invest in a, in a good uh, webcam as well. And then just familiarize yourself a little bit with the platform that you're using, which can help you be more confident in the inter- interview. Um, show up a few minutes before to make sure your cam uh, mic is working okay and maybe have a notepad next to you with the key points that you want to bring across it really is about feeling comfortable on video it can very easily show if you're not and that can lead to a wrong impression uh, because you may be more confident in person maybe even do a test call with someone you trust or at home yeah, awesome. And and from a hiring manager's point of view, again, because it's that slightly less high fidelity, it's it's you know you mentioned with the with the car secondhand car market example that it's it's a lot about trust. And so from a hiring manager's point of view, they're really trying to understand who this person is and whether they can trust them and whether they or not they see themselves being able to work together and for a long period of time. How can we? get around that that barrier what you know are there any strategies you use when you're hiring that can kind of get to know somebody better when you can't shake their hand and see them in person yeah so personally i spend uh, the few first minutes when i jump on a call with uh, a new candidate on just small talk uh like how's the weather um how's your weekend anything related to that country um just to get to know them a little bit and and how the chemistry is uh, for me, that's very important. And it also gives them a chance to relax a little bit before we dive into the hardline questions. I think also exploring different ways of setting up your hiring process so it's not all relying on the interviews. We try to have like a range of personalities in our team and not only hire extroverts, especially for programmer positions. And that shouldn't be like uh, a factor that determines whether or not you get the job. So especially for engineers, we're setting up a process to involve a practical task that they can work on at home without being on video to really see uh, what they can do. And that's um, a reg- uh, like the setting that they would be working in normally as well. And, and we also do that for other positions, like we've made uh, like a questionnaire uh, where we ask them to write a little bit to see how their writing is 
and um, then we can discuss the answers in the next interview. And we found that to work really well. Also, sometimes ask people to do uh, send across a few slides with some background facts about the company, where we are, the challenges we're facing that we want them to think uh, think around. And ask them to make a few slides and present those in our next interview. Cool. Yeah, I like that because this is. I mean, I've I've been uh, since hiring for our company. I've been been doing exactly that kind of setting these mini sort of um, projects for them to work on that are, uh, for candidates to work on that are directly the kind of work they'd be doing because I think it's the only way to really get a sense of how this person works, but also then how they communicate and how they. In some cases, I've experimented with kind of making breaking the process on purpose and seeing how they kind of respond to that and whether they ask questions or what they do and uh, which is really interesting and something I'd never experienced you know I got this idea from friends of mine and, and colleagues in my network of, of other people that are hiring and, and really could have liked those ideas but I've never seen that in the traditional kind of hiring process you just you just go and you have a meeting and then you go away and then you come back and you meet with the next manager up and you have another conversation and I think actually that ability to display your actual ability to do your job is kind of much more practically useful. Yeah. And what I find uh, every time is so valuable is to spend some time before you start the interview process or even the screening of the candidates and sit down and really think through what are the skills this person needs and how will they spend their days basically and then try to test for that. And for most jobs, that's not being on video meetings. Maybe if you're a salesperson, but uh but other than that, I think yeah, there's a lot of potential for testing the more practical abilities. And I also try to replicate the situation that I would work with them in. So right now, that is, for example, being on a video call, discussing a use case or some campaign or a new feature and try to set the discussion up. Like I'm assuming that they're already hired and we were, we were having this discussion now and see how they, how they do in that setting. And are there any cool use cases you're seeing for video calls on Webby? What we've seen now during the pandemic is a lot of new use cases where video is being pulled in and could actually have a lasting impact. So the healthcare sector uh, is obviously one of them. Most doctors probably have started having video consultations. And I think both they, they and the patients are seeing that in a lot of cases it works really well. And it can save both the doctor's time and the patients don't have to travel across town to get to the, the GP. And I think even in the best of times when we're not experiencing a pandemic, you're just not exposing yourself to a, a place that's full of sick people, right? Exactly. And that can can free up capacity in the healthcare uh, sector for, for when you actually need to see someone or talk to someone. Completely different sector, but uh, we're now about to launch an integration with the biggest car classified site in Norway, where they're integrating video into their chat. So if you're buying a used car, you can have an initial video meeting to talk to the owner and see the car. Amazing. And I think that's probably going to stick around if it works well. I mean, when you're buying a used car, trust is essential. So kind of establishing that relationship before you kind of take the time to travel there and see it. Different spaces, events. We've also done an integration with uh, evite.com, allowing people to create events for like baby showers, family uh, parties, and birthdays. And I think that's helping people stay connected now during this time. But uh, in the longer term, it could also let people stay connected with people living in different places from them, uh, grandparents or family. 
we talk to our grandparents uh, on a regular basis because they live up north. And uh, in Japan, we've also seen one of our customers is doing, has built like a service for social drinking. Drinking culture is a huge <laughs> thing in Japan. Yes, yeah. And now with the solution, they've just gotten so much traction. I think we are close to 1 million users a week in Japan. Wow, alone. getting wasted on video. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Especially in the weekends, which is normally uh, not our, our peak time. That's super interesting. So I think that... Um, some of those use cases is probably going to last because people see that it opens up communication that wasn't possible before and can help you stay in touch with people who are far away on a permanent basis. Super interesting. I love that. And also, I mean, just just interesting that actually most of those were well, all of them were kind of not business related. It's just about how how they're going to how video and how remote interaction and communication is is going to change our lives generally. I think is is super interesting. Thanks again very much to Ingrid. Find out more about Whereby at whereby.com. As ever, be sure to subscribe for more episodes every weekday. And if you did enjoy this episode, I'd love it if you could share it with one person that you think would also enjoy it. That would be a real help to us. Thanks and see you tomorrow.